Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, April 12th. The Republican field of candidates for president is growing. Today, Senator Tim Scott puts his toe in the presidential waters. Republican Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina gets into the presidential waters today with this announcement video. Today, our country is once again being tested. Once again, our divisions run deep and the threat to our future is real. I will never back down in defense of the conservative values that make America exceptional. And that's why I'm announcing my exploratory committee for president of the United States. Of course, the use of the quote-unquote exploratory committee is a long tradition in presidential politics for candidates to get a couple of bites at the announcement Apple, so that when he holds his formal announcement speech, all the press will continue to cover that then as well. But make no mistake about it, this is Tim Scott getting into this presidential race. And as he does so, he joins a forming field, Nikki Haley, his fellow South Carolinian, former governor, former U.N. ambassador. She's in the race. Asa Hutchinson, the former Republican governor of Arkansas, he's in the race. And of course, the frontrunner in this race is former President Donald Trump, who was just indicted on criminal charges in New York last week. In an interview on Fox News today, Senator Scott dodged a question about how he plans to beat Trump. I believe we give the voters a choice on so that they can decide how we move forward, as opposed to trying to have a conversation about how to beat a Republican. I think we're better off having a conversation about beating Joe Biden. Scott makes this announcement on April 12th. Real significance there for the South Carolinian, because that's the date the first shots were fired in the Civil War. And that announcement video he recorded was done so at Fort Sumter, making clear reference to the historic date. He is the only black Republican in the United States Senate, and he easily won his reelection bid last year to the Senate. Today, he's in Iowa. Tomorrow, he's in New Hampshire. Friday, he'll be in South Carolina, his home state, all three critical early nominating states in this process. Given his announcement, he's likely to be the candidate to get the most attention in local Iowa press today. But Nikki Haley was also in Iowa on the campaign trail today at a Women for Nikki event, as the campaign dubbed it. She did not mention Tim Scott or his entrance into the race at her event, but she did continue to draw a contrast with her former boss, Donald Trump, without citing him by name. We have to elect someone that can win a general election. That requires a new generational leader. That requires leaving the baggage, the drama, and the status quo of the past and saying we've got to move forward and take on these new issues with none of that distraction. That sound was courtesy of KCCI. Haley's visit to Iowa comes as Axios was first to report that her campaign sent a memo to donors on Monday in which Trump's candidacy is referred as, quote, more consumed by the grievances of the past and the promise of more drama in the future rather than a forward looking vision for the American people. 
Certainly, more drama in the future is a not-too-subtle reference to continued legal challenges hanging over former President Trump. Trump sat down for his first television interview since his arraignment in New York last week on that hush money case. He called it, quote, a horrible thing and said it was a, quote, weaponization of the justice system. He told Tucker Carlson in the interview that various legal threats he's facing will never force him to drop out of the race. Is there anything they could throw at you legally that would convince you to drop out of the race? If you get convicted in this case in New York, no, you I'd never drop, drop out. out. No, I'd never drop out. It's not my thing. I wouldn't do it. Trump also spent a lot of time in that interview on foreign policy topics. He had very nice complimentary things to say about the leaders of China, North Korea, and Russia. Three of the most potent adversaries to the United States on the planet. Give a listen. President Xi, very good conversations. I liked him a lot. President Xi is a brilliant man. We had a great relationship. We got along so well. There was a great chemistry we had. How smart is Kim Jong-un? Top of the line. At a very young age, and he has total dominant control. That's not easy. But Putin, very smart. We had a very good relationship. At a time in American politics where Democrats and Republicans agree on little, they certainly agree on being tough on China, constantly trying to one-up each other on which can be seen as the party that is toughest on China. And yet, the frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination, former President Donald Trump, is basically blowing kisses to President Xi. One potential candidate in this race who is yet to jump in is Donald Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence. He, in responding to Donald Trump's efforts to keep him from testifying in the special counsel probe into Trump's role in the lead up to January 6th, said that he would respect Trump's appeal of the judge's order for Pence to testify before a grand jury, but that he will comply and testify, quote, in a manner consistent with the law. So basically, Pence is saying Trump is well within his right to try and assert executive privilege and fight for that. But if the court at the end of the day orders that I must testify, I will do so. Pence also said yesterday his family is going to make a decision about a potential candidacy in the coming month or so. And two big structural pieces of sort of tentpole events of this upcoming election season fell into place in the last day. The RNC, the Republican National Committee, announced today that Fox News will be the broadcaster and the host of the first Republican presidential primary debate that is set to take place in August in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That is the very location where Republicans will gather next July in 2024 to formally nominate their presidential candidate at their convention. Here was Rana Romney McDaniel, the Republican National Committee chairperson on Fox News. So we'll put the criteria out soon. I mean, we don't know how many candidates there are going to be, so that'll dictate if there's one or two stages. Mm -hmm. I, right now, I don't see there being two stages, but I could be wrong on that. It's just the field's forming later than usual. Will you do the whole thing where the person with the most, uh, with the highest polling gets the middle? I'm not going to say yet. On the Democratic side, the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, announced yesterday that it has chosen Chicago as the host city for its 2024 national convention. That'll take place next August. Here's DNC Chair Jamie Harrison earlier today, courtesy of WLS. We are thrilled to bring the Democratic Convention back to the Midwest. This region was critical to President Biden and Vice President Harris's 2020 victory. We won big here in 2022, 
and it will be a part of how we win big again in 2024. New York and Atlanta were also contenders for the Democratic National Convention, really coming down to a battle between Atlanta and Chicago in the final weeks, and Chicago won out. That is a decision that, of course, was also approved by President Biden, who has yet to announce his official re-election campaign. That being said, he left no doubt he intends to run for re-election when he spoke to NBC's Al Roker on Monday. Help a a brother out. Make some news for me. I I plan on running out, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. One of the reasons the DNC chose Chicago was that Illinois' billionaire governor, J.B. Pritzker, has offered to pony up a bunch of cash to help support the convention effort. He appeared on CNN last night, grateful for the fact that the convention is coming to his state and getting to work in touting Biden's candidacy. Joe Biden's gotten more done as president in just two and a half years than most presidents get done in eight years. It doesn't matter what your age is. What matters is what you can get done for working families across the United States. And I'm confident that Joe Biden, as a result of his record, will win. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.